Today's episode is sponsored by Intimately Us, the fun and sexy app for your marriage. Download Intimately Us today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Hey, hey, everybody, it's Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Welcome to episode 30, you guys. Today, I have a really great conversation with a pretty rad couple, Abe and Elaine Romero. Now, I actually met the Romeros on the Almighty Instagram a few months ago, and we just knew that we had to jump on a podcast. And so um, I invited them to be on the show because I'm super interested in what they call a commuter marriage. Abe and Elaine have been married for several years, and they choose to live apart. Abe lives in Texas and Elaine lives in California. And so they're going to talk a little bit about why they are choosing to live apart, how that has actually benefited their marriage. And of course, y'all, y'all know we like to keep it real here. So I'm asking them all the questions that I feel like you would want to know. I thought this conversation was really fascinating. And I also thought it was really, really fascinating that I learned I myself am in a commuter marriage. Go figure. I want you to listen to this podcast and you'll see exactly why Elaine told me that I was in a commuter marriage myself. So Abe and Elaine are actually podcast hosts to their own podcast called Love is in the Air podcast. So be sure to check that out. And let's just sit back and let's have an open-ended, open-hearted conversation as to what it means to be in a commuter marriage. We're going to listen to the pros and the cons. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. So without any further ado, let's jump into my conversation with Abe and Elaine Romero. All right. Well, Elaine and Abe, just thank you again for being here today on the podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you guys about commuter marriages, because as we were talking, Elaine, on Instagram not too long ago, Mm -hmm. this is like a whole new world for me. And so, yes, right. I just want to know, like from the jump, can you just define what is a commuter marriage for those who have no idea what we're talking about today? Sure. And just so you know, we had no idea what it was until we were in one (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Um, or before we were in one. But um, so a commuter marriage, yeah, it's interesting. So commuter marriage actually has many different types and configurations, but it basically sociologists would say it's any marriage where people spend consistent time apart from one another. Now, again, there can be a lot of different types and configurations. So Abe and I have two separate homes. I'm in California and he's in Texas. And the reason we have distance is because we have children from previous marriages. Mm -hmm. And so we really didn't want, we started dating, we were long distance and we didn't want to uproot the kids and illegally you can't even do that. And so we do fly back and forth to see each other. And then eventually we'll close that distance and live in one home when all four of them are off to college. Um, the Bureau, Census Bureau actually says that there's 4 million Americans in commuter marriages. Wow. And that's even more worldwide. And that doesn't even include long distance relationships. That's just the marriages. Mm-hmm. And some of the types would be like uh, people in aviation, 
It can be firefighter families. Like we be, are. Uh-huh. Yeah, be, I, that was news to me when I, I was like, wait a minute, my husband's a firefighter. I'm in a commuter marriage and did not even know about it. You didn't even know it. And we actually had a, another friend of ours where her husband's a scientist. And that's actually common too. the higher someone's degree level. Sometimes they're in a commuter marriage because the higher and more specified your degree is, mm-hmm. they find that those people have to sometimes get jobs even in a different state. Right. And so they might... So like our friends, they have, they went, you know, 20 something years not being in a commuter marriage, but then suddenly he got this very specified job that he couldn't pass up. So he flies out to Seattle and has an apartment. He stays several weeks throughout the month and then comes home and is with the family. So sometimes people have two homes. Sometimes people have one home. Sometimes people are just doing it a few nights a week, like sometimes the firefighters, but then you also have people like musicians or actors who maybe go on the road for like several months at a time. And obviously military families are for several months at a time. So all different types, even truckers, trucker families are also in a commuter marriage. Yeah. So there's lots of reasons. I think that's like what I'm getting from you is there's lots of different reasons why people are, whether it's job related or in you and Abe's situation, it's more um, children related. And I think right. that's a really, when you, when you first mentioned to me that you all were thinking about the children, because both of you have been recently divorced, or I don't know mm-hmm. how recent, but you've been recently divorced and not wanting to uproot the children. I had never really right. looked at it in that way. Um, as someone who, well, before today, didn't realize that it was in a commuter marriage. Um, as someone who has <laughs> never really thought about this, it's like, oh, why wouldn't they just be together? But right. I think it, there is a lot to be said of, you know, the kids having to uproot their lives after going through what we all know was probably not the greatest experience. <laughs> Right. right. And Abe, I don't want to dominate here. So if you want to jump in first and then I, I have some things to say about that too. Well, you know, it's, it's um, of course the situation was difficult with the, the children on both sides for Elaine and I, and then, um, you know, Elaine has some good points about how, and I, I think I even, when we were talking about this um, in terms of having the children meet the first time or even meeting the children the first time ourselves, um, and, and being in a, in, uh, from a family that did have, uh, I, I grew up, my parents got divorced when I was very, very young. And my mom didn't date for a long time, but then ended up dating someone later on in life. And that was very difficult for me, mm-hmm. you know, not being the center of attention, I guess, or not being, you know, the, the one that has the say anymore. <laughs> not mm-hmm. that I, maybe I just thought I did, but I knew going <laughs> into, into uh, the situation with Elaine, especially her and her, her daughter was already kind of going to college. Her son was around that same age that I was mm-hmm. and experiencing it. And so the long distance really helped to ease us into that relationship where I didn't, he didn't feel, her son didn't feel like I was on him to try to create a relationship and force something. And uh, same goes for, for him. I'm sure he appreciated the, the, the slow, um, you know, uh, adoption of the whole thing. It was brand new for him. And, and that, so that was good to be able to do that. Yeah. That was one of the advantages is that we really did want our blending to go slow. I'm a marriage and family therapist. So I had kind of known that, you know, mm. that when you blend families in a second marriage, you want to kind of keep it slow. Um, we, um, there's one guy, I can't remember his, the author's name right now, but he, he has the analogy of the difference between a microwave and a crock pot. You can fall in love yeah. fast and quick and it's hot. Right. Yes, yes. But then when you do the blending 
of the children in a second marriage, it needs to go slow on Mm. lower heat. Mm. And so what ended up being beautiful about this relationship, at first we were like, what are we going to do? We're in this long distance relationship and how are we going to make this work? But then we started seeing there are some advantages, especially to our children who've already been through the rough road of divorce to be able to blend really slowly. And it's gone beautifully. With all four of our kids. How old are your kids? How old are your kids, Elaine? And then Abe, how old are your kids? So I have a 22-year-old as my firstborn, Emma, and she's in college. And then my son um, is 18, and he's in his first year of college. And then Abe? Yeah, I um, the boys are twin boys, and they're 13. They're about to be 14 next month. Oh, wow. So now, is the plan to not like actually live together until the 14 year olds are in college. So in another, I guess, five years. So yeah, we have about four now. Yeah. So yeah, we had thought about once my youngest went to college, we had thought about maybe me moving out there for a period of time, but then we realized this is going well. We're in a rhythm. And actually now that my youngest is in college, I can go there and stay for like two weeks at a time, especially with is a therapist. Now everything's online right now. Yes. because of um, COVID, yeah. So I have that option. And so we're going to try that for a few years, but okay. um, it would be another four and a half, but we, we keep trying to just think of like, we've already been through the heart. We did, we've done four and a half years so far. Mm-hmm. And now we've got four and a half more to go, but this should be the easy part. This should be the faster part. <laughs> I gotcha. They say I, that. They say that's, that what right? that's what we're telling ourselves. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think it's wise though. Um, one of my, uh, my cousin, actually, she and her husband have like a, a business that they just founded called the blend and their, their Ooh. focus is all about blended families. That's and great. that is something that I think is super wise is to blend slowly because I was a part of a blended family. I had a stepfather and I was very young. I was uh, three years old when my, four years, almost four, when my parents got married. And at the time it seemed like a good idea to just kind of rush in, you know, he was dead from day one and then it just went off the rails. I mean, it just Mm. was, it was a terrible experience. And so I think, yeah, thanks. Um, And so I think having that wisdom to say, we don't have to rush, like, even though it might be conventional to say, let's just everybody get together right away, but, you know, let's kind of ease in and and make sure that we are not disrupting uh, their lives as much as possible. You know, Dana, it was funny. So we had the, we had a full house at Christmas this year here in California at our California home. And so once it was over and Abe and his boys went back to Texas and my daughter went back to college, my son and I looked at each other and we went, Phew. <laughs> like, this is kind of nice. <laughs> it's like the best of both worlds, right? Yeah, it's really neat. I'm getting some really quality time with him this year because his he was he's a freshman and he ended up having to stay home. He didn't want to go live in a dorm at a brand new college and just just to uh, quarantine. So he decided sure. to do his first year at home. Okay, okay. So let me ask you too, what are some of the like the main advantages, because I'm sure there's pros and cons, right? So what are some of the biggest advantages that you've seen and that you've experienced? And then what are some of the disadvantages other than obviously you just not being able to be together, but what would you say to that? Um, You know, I think in terms of advantages, uh, one of the things that, that really uh, it, it heightens everything, it heightens the good, it heightens the bad. So 
when you're apart from each other for so long, and then when you finally do see each other, the romance, the connection, the intimacy, everything's on a level 10. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's awesome. amazing. And it's it's so <laughs> it's incredible. It's like a honeymoon. And, yeah. And it's and Elaine makes the joke too that whenever I she sees the plane flying in, it's like it's like so exciting. And I feel the same way. So when I go get her at the airport, it's like this amazing, you know, build up, and then you're together, and then you have this amazing time together. And so that's the great part about it. And um, you know, there's also I think an aspect that the from the connection level is that we do probably connect more than a traditional couple would. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of texting, a lot of videos, a lot of, you know, phone calls throughout the day. And so we're always touching base, always trying to talk to each other as much as we possibly can. And that helps keep the connection, uh, you know, solid during this time when we're, you're apart and it is difficult. Yeah. And I think maybe even t- what he was saying that we ended up, we ended up like talking at a deeper level and because we have to be very mm-hmm. intentional about regular connections. And so we get really creative with it and we really push ourselves to kind of go above and beyond to connect. Mm-hmm. And on the, on the downside of that, the area where we're really depleted is that physical connection. And of course there's the sex side to that, but there's also just the, you know, that, that just being able to hold your spouse at the end of a hard day, mm-hmm. we don't get that. And that's really tough. You know, there's that level of oxytocin that's released, you know, that cuddle hormone that allows sure. you to kind yeah. of soothe yourself and whatnot. So we are very depleted from that. Plus we're depleted from the sex too. So by the time we do get together, it's pretty fantastic. I bet. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and far, as far as the depletion and taking your frustrations out now, how I do it is when I have a hard day or something, she consoles me and then I go beat the shit out of my pillow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God your did. pillow. Hey, those are good pillows. Be nice better, than the dog. better than taking on the dog. So <laughs> let me ask you, I think what would be probably a question on a lot of people's mind is, is there, do you struggle with trust? You know, like mm. I think all marriages, there is that level of, obviously you shouldn't marry someone that you can't trust. Right. Sure. But you being a part for so many days, you're way apart, way longer than you are together. How have you been able to manage that? Or is that just not really a concern of y'all's? Well, I mean, it's a huge concern, partly because, I mean, we, sadly, like I came from a first marriage where there was betrayal. So I actually do have pretty bad betrayal trauma. And so I can get triggered very easily. But I mean, we're also at that life stage where we're not yet, you know, we're both 50. So we're not the type that's like going out to clubs and bars and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think the hardest time that I have struggled with that probably Abe is when you've traveled for work, you know, where he has to be, you know, hanging out with coworkers or in an environment where maybe there's cocktails and things like that, that has made me pretty nervous, but that's more based on my own issues, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you do really have to be very conscientious about securing one another. Mm -hmm. And so we have just had tons of dialogue about it and tons of, you know, we, we set a plan together. I don't make rules for Abe. Abe doesn't make rules for me, but Mm -hmm. we together have a plan of how we're going to handle things like that and how to secure each other in that. I mean, just like you would in any marriage, right? Right. And I was going to say every marriage, same thing. Like you've got to be able to, if you can't, you can't put a boundary on someone else. Like they have to be able to say like, this is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm unwilling to do. Right. Um, Abe, what about you? Like, do you ever have any issues with trust? Well, I think it, it stems back from, you know, our, our story is, is kind of interesting in that we knew each other since we were little 
and then reconnected. And so the trust stuff I have is, and it, and it seems as silly as this sounds, it's from jealousies of people that I, we both knew back in the day that she may have dated. And I go, I didn't know you dated that guy. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, well, and then we it, went to rival it, high schools. So some of the people that we know, it's like, wait, you dated him? I knew that guy. I didn't like that guy. Yeah, I didn't like that guy. He's a jerk. How could you date him? Kind of thing. You're like, um, I was 16. And, right, exactly. And why is he and, liking your pictures on Facebook? Exactly. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff rears its ugly head every now and then. But, um, and you think it's, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous, but there is a palpable part of it too that you can't just, you know, wash off your back per se. But um, from the trust side, I think that any marriage, whether long distance or traditional, um, if there's that, like Elaine was saying, that communication that you have, and there's also an innate trust. Like I, I know Elaine has, has had some things in her past that have been very, very difficult. I also know that Elaine would never cheat on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I just, I can feel it. And, and I'm, I'm sure there's many people out there that say that, and then they get cheated on. Right. But I, I have that, that undaunting belief that that's never going to happen. And, and I know for her, it's probably more difficult to have that with me since she was so betrayed in the past. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of the balance. And that's why the communication is key with that. Yeah. Well, I think you're both it just exemplifying so much courage because I think for couples who haven't had, um, they, they've not had betrayal as a part of their story. I think it's, there's still that like, mm, I don't know. But then if you have had to deal with that, I just, I just hats off to you because I really feel like you guys are mm-hmm. making a really courageous decision. That's for the betterment of your family. Um, well, you know, if there's a woman by the name of Sue Johnson and she's the founder of emotionally focused therapy. And one of her quotes really stuck to me. She said, you know, if you think about it, people that just, stay single saying, I will never be with someone ever again. I'm strong enough. And I will never, like, I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. There's, there's truth that, that takes strength, but she says the true, the true warriors, the people that really have strength are the people who sign up again, mm. even though they've had past betrayals and past That's emotional injuries. Um, and I, I really clung to that, you know, even before I started dating Abe because in the beginning I was like never again <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> then along comes Abe you know reconnecting with me on Facebook and I was like well maybe <laughs> <laughs> but Abe and I actually grew up we um uh, we actually went to church together as little kids mm-hmm. so we knew each other um as young as six or seven Mm-hmm. and went to like youth groups and you know camps and things like that and um so we just happened to both go through sadly divorces around the same time. And he reached out and the next thing you know, we were kind of supporting one another. And then it was like, Hey, I'm going to fly out and see you. And so that was super exciting. And then the next thing you know, here we are in this long distance relationship. Hey friends. So I wanted to drop in real quick to talk to you all about a new app that I discovered called the Intimately Us app. The Intimately Us app is truly a game changer. You guys, this little app is going to help you with things like conversation starters. How about a sexploration list? 
Like that alone should make you want to download the app. It also is going to help you with having conversations about sex, date ideas, and even some new positions. You guys, Sean and I are loving this app. I look at it literally every single day. And I'm just so excited for what this app can do in your marriage, how it's going to be able to help your marriage to be able to spice things up in the bedroom. But it's also going to help you all to be able to come up with some really great conversations about sex that may be a little bit awkward at first. So I want to encourage you to head over to intimately.us Download the app. Trust me, your marriage is going to thank you for it. Let's get back to the show. It's so interesting. Your husband and you and your husband, you and Abe have a, a similar story to me and my husband, Sean, you know, knowing each other since we were little kids growing up Aww. in the same church. And um, I remember when we were dating, I told him he was he was in the Air Force Reserve. So okay. he was years older than me, he graduated from high school. He went into the Air Force Reserves and he was thinking about enlisting, going full time. And I was like, I will never marry a military man. Like that is off limits. That because I'm of not, the distance. Because mm-hmm. of the distance. We had, mm-hmm. when he was in boot camp, I was, I think a junior in high school and he was in boot camp and it was so hard. It was so hard that I broke up with him because, wow. and I'll tell you this, like I broke up with him because I didn't want to cheat on him because I, first of all, I'm 15 years old. Okay. <laughs> right, so, right. you know, trying to be in a long distance relationship with someone when you're 15 years old, I, I had skipped a grade. So I was right. a junior, but I was only 15. And, um, and so I was liking this other guy. And so I was like, you know, I don't want to cheat on you because that's not who I am. So I'm going to break up with you. And he still gives me a hard time about it this day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but probably better for you to have season where you tried dating different people. And- yeah. I mean, especially when you're so young, but he would like write me all these letters and I loved Aww. reading them, but I would never write back. And it wasn't because I'll put it this way. It wasn't that I didn't write back. I would write him back and then I would like put them under my pillow. And so <laughs> I ended yeah. up mailing him this huge packet of like three weeks of letters. Whereas I didn't realize that like, that's like their pride and joy is when they can go to the mail room and get their little mail, you know? Oh, and he, wow. so he gives me, he's still to this day. I'm like, you Didn't need to write forget. me letters. Okay. You need to forget. Maybe you should write him some letters now. <laughs> I should. That's you a should. great idea. And I you know really what you should, should do? You should do it from 15 year old self. Oh, Elaine, I love that. (laughs) Birthday's coming up. That's actually a really good idea. It'd be fun, right? Yes, yes, yes. Let me ask you too, how close are your kids? Because I know that there's an age gap there, obviously. So like the 21-year-old probably doesn't want to be BFFs with the 14-year-olds. But like, how how are you able to foster a relationship with the kids when they probably don't, they don't see each other as often as you two see each other? So how does that work? Well, actually, my 22-year-old does. She just adores them. And so it's funny. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, our kids have seen each other hand many times, you know, where they've all kind of come out and been all together. We actually have been quarantining doing a lot of Zoom game nights. So we've been all you know, six of us getting online. We just did it. What a couple, was it last weekend that we did that? Mm -hmm. And they all really enjoy each other. I mean, when, when your boys, when we were first dating, the boys were only like 10. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think my son was like, what, 14 or something like that. And they were like, they're so excited to hang out with this older boy. And he was a little bit like, you know, (laughs) but now that he's, you know, he's 18 and they're, you know, they're already they're shooting up as teenagers, almost 14. They got the deep voices already. And so they're, they're definitely all connecting really well. And I think too, as they, they get older, that will just, that 
we'll kind of close, but so far we've had a great blending experience. Good. Yeah. And every now and then you'll, you'll see like, who are you texting? And I'm texting Emma. I'm like, Oh, cool. I didn't know that. (laughs) You know, it's like, that's awesome. That's sweet. What about your friends and family? What were their opinions? I know everybody has an opinion. Um, So when you all made the decision that we are going to, we're not going to move together. We're actually going to, you know, be a part of a community marriage. Like what, what was your family and friends feedback? Well, I think initially, and I think this is just kind of how it goes <laughs> with guys anyway. Um, you know, yeah, for my friends, friends my friends are like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm dating Elaine. She's amazing. She lives in California. We're gonna, and, they're, and they're always like, oh, that's cool. Anyway, I uh, see the game last weekend. You know, and <laughs> so they don't really care. They just, my, they're, my I'm friends happy. Had a, they're fine. You know, and they've met my, her. They all love her and everything. And her friends yeah. are all different. My friends wanted to like go to coffee and to, you know, discuss the entire thing. To yeah, I'm sure. Like, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, at first when we were dating, people were like, oh, how exciting. And I think like my friends had seen me go through such like despair that they were like, we just think it's fantastic that you're dating and having fun. Right. And then as we started to get more serious people started being, they were, there was more of questions like, well, how is this going to work? And that got awkward at times based on who it was. For example, if someone at work is asking me that, or someone at his work is asking that, because, you know, people were panicked of like, are we leaving our jobs and and things like that. And, and we didn't quite know our plan right away. Um, And so people that were, we found that we would kind of have an answer for those that were very close to that really needed to hear our story and why. And then there was kind of the looky-loo people that it was like, (laughs) we would make it a more pat, like, well, we're not quite sure of the plan. We're just living outside the box. You know, Mm -hmm. in other words, you know, it was a mild boundary of like, I don't need to tell you all the details of this because it was a little bit tricky at times because we weren't quite sure what we were doing. But I think, don't you think, Abe, once people saw just us together and saw that we were making it work, and then as we were researched about commuter marriages and said, hey, it's a real thing, I think people were really on board and excited for us. I think some of them thought we were nuts. (laughs) (laughs) On top of it, too, I think people... You know, we were actually so smitten in the beginning, and I, I think we still are. Um, but when we would go out, you think? Wait, wait, you think we still are? <laughs> He's like, she's all, all right. transparency. We had an argument last night, so <laughs> welcome to marriage. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's so why you threw the I think. I might throw something out like that every now and then. Yeah, he's he's not quite sure how I'll treat him after this, but. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, but you know, when we would go out, especially, you know, I went pre COVID and all that kind of stuff, people would stop us periodically and go, you guys are so fun to watch. Or mm. like, oh, you can see like an amazing, and then there was one time we went out and we were dancing and some lady was sitting next to her husband and we're just dancing. We keep dancing. And she's just kind of glaring at her husband, looking at us and glaring at her husband. Oh. <laughs> we love to dance. Right. So I think that, you know, just. The, the connection, and I can't even remember what you asked, but I think that's it's the the thing about us. They and, saw and, the connection and knew it was going to work, is what you're saying. Yeah, and 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 that, that's in in a way since we were having success with this and making it work and all that. That's why we started our own podcast too to really help people kind of in similar situations. Yeah, and show them this can work. 
Well, we, we had a couple people like private message me and say, you know, Mm -hmm. there's this guy I'm thinking about dating because I've seen you guys make it work. And then I had another guy say, I'm now dating a woman who lives two States away. And I told her all about you guys, you know? And so as people, well, as we realized we were inspiring people, we thought, this is something that's super important to us. And so that's why we started our podcast to encourage and support other people. And then it was like a whole, and this has only been a couple months. This was back in November that we started it. A whole new world opened to us where mm-hmm. we realized it's a, it's a huge community and, mm-hmm. and we're supporting people and they're supporting us. And, you know, there's a couple other people that have podcasts, like there's a, another podcast uh, couple that actually has closed the distance. And I actually had a conversation with her today. Today. She's like, we need to collaborate to, to come together and talk about like, you're still in it. We've already closed it. And just to continue to support the community out there. Yeah, because I'm sure there's like an off ramp. Um, you know, that we talk about onboarding, you know, there's like an offboarding, I'm sure, you know, this Mm -hmm. process of now we're back together, things are Mm -hmm. different. We're in each other's faces every day. It's not that like, oh, I get to see you in two weeks. It's like, you're still here. Hi. I know. And I'm going to miss having the bed to myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad bad idea with your uh, onboarding off uh, boarding process. You know, typically when you get hired, there's orientation day, you get a handbook and the whole thing. Oh, we should do that. Let's. I'd be happy all. to make you an orientation <laughs> handbook, a curriculum. I won't follow all, follow all the rules. <laughs> well, let oh. me ask: are, are there any things that you all are nervous about? You know, when you do in four and a half years or so, when you decide to come back together, like, are there any things that you're like, I don't know how this is going to work out? Like, you know, not to get all in the weeds, but you know, are you right. going to blend your finances if you haven't mm-hmm. already? Like, are there things that are are like a little bit of question marks that you you're unsure of. Yeah, that's interesting. Like with the finances right now, we didn't blend them yet. It just didn't make sense to because he has a house mortgage and I have a mortgage and I have an electricity bill and he has an electricity bill. So right now we're keeping it separate. Although we we share some expenses. There's mm-hmm. some things like he had my kids on his insurance for a while. And then like, so then I was kind of paying more for more of the flights. So we just kind of like even it out, mm-hmm. but I, we will, we will eventually blend our finances, but we were like, maybe we'll keep our accounts a little bit separate too for things like gifts and, you know, cause that part's kind of fun. Uh-huh. Um, well, fun. And, and when you mentioned that too, it's interesting because, you know, we both come from previous marriages and, you know, and my past marriage, I would get the, you know, third degree, like, why were you stopping at Seven Eleven today? And what would you spend $3 and 25 cents on? You're like, I uh, got some Tic Tacs and a Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I mean, do we? I mean, Honey, <laughs> but I'm not your ex-wife, so I don't think No, 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 but, but, I'm, but I'm saying, well, and she has another reason why. She, she likes to shop, and so I think she's afraid oh, yeah. that, I'll go, I, that I'll go, what in the world? Yeah, that was what, you know, when I went through my divorce, it was so fantastic, Dana, to go out and buy like a hundred dollar pair of shoes. And I didn't have to like explain it to anybody. I was like, I have the money. I'm just going to get it. Uh Not that, I mean, to be honest with you, not that my ex-husband cared and not that you would care, but it was, there was a freedom in that to kind of just spend some of my own money on myself, Mm -hmm. kind of a little bit of, you know, female power, you know, felt good about that. But yeah, so maybe we'll, we haven't totally decided, but I, it, in answer to your question, what am I nervous about? That would be one I'm a little nervous about. It'll be interesting. Although we're going to have a fantastic raise in our income, mm-hmm. it's going to be really nice to have only one 
mortgage and yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, so are you thinking about moving to California, moving to Texas, moving to a whole nother state altogether? Like how, what's that'd be interesting. We're moving in with you. Come to <laughs> Virginia. We're going to be your next door neighbor. <laughs> well, uh, we, I'm, I grew up in California. I'm a really California kid. And so I miss it. And, and, and my, in fact, the boys, my boys were born in California. Okay. So um, they're excited to go back. I mean, they're, they're, and after high school, they say, we want to go to school in California and go college in California. Which could stuff. change. So you never know. It could. But but um, anyway, so yeah, it's going to be California all the way. And, For and sure. Yeah, I'm dying to get back. And, and We're California kids. Yeah. And Elaine lives in an awesome town called Temecula. And it's basically wine country south. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. California is my dream destination but we really? have kids. yeah i'm like we got to get some of these kids out of the house first because this is <laughs> right like it's just way too expensive like we have you a, should a, check out temecula it's actually really beautiful it's growing okay. and it's much more um doable we were san diego kids we grew up in san diego yeah but temecula is um a really beautiful family-based and it's you know wine country it's it's just a little bit north of san diego okay, yeah, san minutes. diego is my place like that's where mm-hmm. i told my husband i went to visit one of my girlfriends there and i was like these are my people like yes. I <laughs> we need we to are move. your people yeah he's like we cannot just up and move to san diego. but i'm telling you i'm coming for you that is and my the favorite. mexican food you should try the mexican <clears throat> food. oh man yeah, yeah. It's absolutely mm-hmm. my favorite. So I know that you guys, first of all, I love the name of your podcast, Love is in the Air. And mm-hmm. uh, I think I was joking with you, Elaine, about like, I know you guys have some amazing frequent flyer miles at this point. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. We're building those mm-hmm. like crazy. So what would you tell a couple who maybe they're considering, maybe they're dating right now and they're trying to figure out how this is going to work. Maybe they're even contemplating breaking up because they feel like it won't work. What is some advice that you would give to a couple who is considering um becoming a part of a commuter marriage. I didn't even know, like, what is the terminology? Like, it's not becoming a part of a commuter marriage. Like, <laughs> what is the ter- what is the proper terminology for it? Well, I guess you'd start out in a long distance relationship. And then if you do make the jump to marriage, you can still call yourself a long distance relationship. But, you know, there's also the term of commuter marriage. Um, there's, And I've also noticed um, in some of the articles, some people call it marriage with distance. So there's different terminology. That but, sounds but it, like negative like that sounds like i know yeah like we're right with distance between (laughs) right that doesn't sound very positive right or marriage with abe (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah to me um i think to me my advice would be to not to be open-minded to it you know i was probably the one who struggled i mean abe was funny in the beginning he was just like, we can do this. Let's do this. Love, you know, if you love somebody, I'd rather, you know, spend the money and, and make the effort for someone I know I love than to date somebody here. I don't like very much. Mm, And I was like kind of nervous. And, and I think what my, my own daughter actually was like, mom, you've lived your whole life kind of inside this Christian box and Mm. it's time to, know that you can live in different ways mm-hmm. and um, be open-minded and, and to not always have your plan so structured. So it was actually my own daughter who kind of, you know, she's much more free spirited than I am. And mm-hmm. it really, I don't know, maybe it's her generation or what have you, but it really was helpful for me to go. Yeah. I don't have to 
live all by the rules or in some box. And so I need to be open-minded. And then as I was open-minded, and of course, then still the type A side of me had to research it all and learn all the terminology, right? Right. Um, then I really realized it's doable. And so I think if you are intentional about it and you kind of live outside the box a little, and then, you know, like I said, we focus a ton on connection, um, money wise, we just had to give up some things, but made it part of our budget. It's like a car payment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and really just then, um, planning some really creative fun dates while we're away from while we're like away from one another that helps too. So there's going to be a day where I miss our online dates. Cause we do some fun, different things. Like tell, what are some things that you guys do online? Yeah. Okay. Um, you told me about like the zoom night, like the family game night. We always do like a Netflix movie night, probably weekly. Um, then we do zoom with the kids and things like that. But we also have our very favorite date that we do when we're apart is we call who played it at best. And we actually will pick a recipe and then we go get all the ingredients. And then we, we actually cook it while we talk to each other, but we have earphones on. We don't look at each other. And so we can't, I can't see how his is turning out and he can't see how mine is turning out. And at the very end, we played it. (laughs) And then we like take pictures and we've put it like on our Facebook and all of our friends and families vote. And it's kind of of become a little like war and things like that. I love that. Yeah. And then COVID has opened up a ton of things. Like, you know, there's online concerts. We have discovered there's a lot of online tours. So like you can go and do an online tour of Italy or something like that. So we did that a couple nights ago. And Uh so it's just, there's a lot of fun things that you can do. And I think we'll really miss those dates. Mm -hmm. Um, But oh heck, I'd much rather be with him. And I like our face-to-face dates much better, of course. Wow. Yeah, I think we lost Abe's sound. I know, Abe, I'm sorry. That might be a good thing. I should take advantage of this, Dana. (laughs) You're like, I can figure this out on the online dating thing. I could just mute his microphone and then I can talk (laughs) with no interruption. You know, I was having problems with my mic. I was telling you like a couple of days ago. And so now it's funny that his is out. So I don't know, but I I can talk for both of us. No, that's fine. Well, I know that I want to. Sh- I want people to go to your podcast. I know that you have a new podcast, but I listened to, like I told you, I listened to it the other day. And um, I just, I love, it's so creative. I think that's the word that keeps coming to my mind. Even with you talking about how you guys plate food, I think in marriage, so many times we can get stuck in the mundane and in like the, the rote, just kind of monotony of it. And so the right. fact that you all are being creative, that you're doing new things, I think that is a lesson for us all, whether you're in a commuter marriage or whether you're in a quote, regular marriage, to keep it fun, to keep learning about each other. And to really, mm-hmm. I love how you said like, you're, you're, you don't just spend time together, but it's like, qual it's real quality time. It's real intentional. Yeah. Right. And we have had some friends that listen to it that are, um, um, that aren't in a long distance relationship. And they say they're just enjoying the tips. Like, you know, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. So I do really try to bring in quality research into all of our um, podcasts. And then Abe brings in the inappropriate jokes. And so, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I do like to say things to catch Elaine off guard from time to time. So 
<laughs> I'm always like my, mo- my mother and my pastors listening to this. <laughs> right. You're like, that's all about keeping it spicy. You know, you just right. never know. You have to be on your toes at all times. So. Yes, that's right. My Latino credit. man, he is spicy right. for sure. <laughs> and all the credit to Elaine. She does all the hard work, all the research. And I come in with the jokes. But I watch a lot of comedies and a lot of TV. And that's my research. Oh, that's your research? Hours, okay. Hours and hours watching Mel Brooks films and just to, <laughs> to find out all the inappropriate things to say. And so I that, like your prep work better. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, Mark Gunger wrote a book called Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. And, you know, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's great. You know, and it's real like solid marriage advice. Now I'll link to that in the show notes of this podcast. But mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, like, isn't humor such a great quality to have? And For sure. Like, for sure. So I think that's partly how we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yes, you have to have a sense of humor to do this. Sure. <laughs> no. Well, we will definitely link to the sh- uh, to the podcast, to your podcast, which is called Love is in the Air. We'll link to that in the show notes of this podcast. And so, Elaine and Abe, thank, thank you, you. too so much for being here. I'd love to hear your story. And I hope that other couples who are listening to this, that they will also be inspired to, you don't always have to break up and like start over. Like you can mm-hmm. make this work. It's just going to take some creativity and effort. Here's the thing we say, Dana. If we were in a traditional marriage or we were living in the same house, we'd have challenges too. Absolutely. So pick pick your challenge, right? That's right. That's <laughs> it's right. just different challenges. Yeah. And I'm sure there are many wives who would love to not have to see their husband. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of women are jealous. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, oh, wow. <laughs> well, thank you too so much for being on the podcast Thank you today. for having thank us. You. Well, I hope that you learned something new. Maybe you have shied away from being in a long-distance relationship because you thought it would be too hard. Maybe after listening to this podcast, you realize that it's not that far out of your reach. I still don't know if I personally would be in a commuter marriage as far as like a real commuter marriage where Sean and I lived in different states, but it seems to be working for Abe and Elaine. It might end up working for you. So I'm going to let you be the decision maker on that and determine whether this can work for you and your family or not. So again, such a great conversation. What a great, funny couple. I love the Romeros. So grateful to have them on the show today. Well, you guys, make sure that you download the Intimately Us app. I think especially for couples who are living apart, this app is one of those things that can help draw you together. I'm going to have Abe and Elaine's podcast links on the show notes of this podcast. So you just go to realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 30, and you will be able to find out more information about them. You'll also be able to download the Intimately Us app directly from my website. So thank you guys so very much for listening. Be sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening, whatever platform you're listening, and we will see you all right back here next week. I promise you guys we are going to launch the single series. I realized that in episode 29, I told you guys that we were going to be launching next week, which would have been today, but we are next week. We are launching the brand spanking new singles series. Cannot wait for you guys to hear these incredible guests that we have lined up for that series. So that's it. You guys make sure that you have a fantabulous week and we will see you right back on next week's podcast episode. Take care.
Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.